Welcome back to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast, a show all about inspiring smart, busy women to put their happiness at the top of their to-do list. Join your host and life coach, Dion Thompson, as she chats with amazing women who have figured out how to make their happiness a priority, and more importantly, what it's really like to go from hot mess to awesomeness. And now, on with the show. Welcome everyone to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast. I am your host and life coach, Dion Thompson. Oh, this is kind of like my favorite part of the recording. I love every part of the interview and all the good times, but soon as we come off that dance party, I am just buzzing and I am so grateful. Thank you, Ava, for picking some brilliant songs. So uh, the last one we danced to, uh, well, the middle one with new shoes, I'm going to have to post that and share that because I just love the vibe, but um, Lizzo. So Lizzo, clearly a force of nature uh, in her own way. But for me, as a um, high school band geek who played the flute, she like revolutionized that vision for me and made it so that I'm like, although I'm not going around playing the flute anymore, but there's like, oh, I can, like, I'm okay with that now. Like, I feel a little extra cool. Um, I'm like, yeah, I play the flute just like Lizzo, totally. (laughs) I don't, but (laughs) part of me feels a little bit vindicated maybe because she is just, like I said, holy moly, of course. Love, love, love her. Awesome. Yes. (sighs) Thank you. Ava, thank you for joining me today on the podcast. I am... Um, I mean, we've known each other digitally because, of course, we do not live anywhere near each other on this planet, Um, but we've known each other. I feel like it's been like five years that we've been, our lives have been sort of weaving in and out. At least, at least. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Like, I want to say like before my big awakening of life, which feels like four lifetimes ago, but I I think it was around five years. And um, we met in a Facebook group. like apparently that's still a thing. You can meet like longtime uh, friends that way. And I've just been following and totally in awe of how you've been continuously showing up to the world. And you have so many beautiful gifts to share and just how you've decided to make your life your own and, and really um, inspire others to do the same. Just so honored that you are here today. And I mean, officially, I will, for all of those of you who don't know Ava, I'm going to share her official bio. So uh, Ava Peterson is a free spirited digital nomad and confidence coach with a huge heart. Her mission is to help eco and socially conscious souls become become change makers. Thank you. Uh, And Ava empowers her clients to overcome self-doubt, fear of failure, and the imposter syndrome by developing unshakable confidence and clarity. Yes, please. And she currently lives in Cusco, Peru, and is coming to me via Zoom, thankfully. And she works online with her clients around the world. And we are so grateful for that. So Ava, welcome. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I The admiration absolutely goes both ways. It's been so cool to watch, um, to you know, be a part of it, touch base every once in a while and watch you grow as well. Um, so yeah, so glad that we're on this path together. Right. 
it's it's so nice to um, you know we we sometimes I feel like it's so very isolating and alone the the journey that you're on and then as we weave in and out and we get to reconnect with people along the way it's really just such a great fabulous thing um, and the digital world and and Zoom as a whole has really allowed for some really great connections so I'm I'm pretty grateful for that and. And yeah. so I'm guessing for you in Peru with clients all over the world that um, the digital world has really been a bit of a, 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 maybe a blessing. I don't know if that's the word you would use, um, but tell me, tell me about where it started. I mean, cause I know where you used to live and then I, I'm, I'm pretty sure was, were you in Korea? Where did you end up? And then now you're in Peru. Please, this I'm. I know the story is fascinating, and I'm excited. <laughs> I have been in Korea, yes. Um, yeah. So I guess when we first connected, um, I was still in New York City. Uh, you know, working the typical. I, I had gone through the whole, you know, standard life plan, if you will. That that you know, yeah, taking all the boxes. Undergrad, grad school. Uh, became an architect and worked in New York City for about five years. Um, and I'd say about halfway through that, realized that um, not only was I, I wasn't happy any longer, but the future that I thought I wanted, once I really saw it, once I saw like my bosses and, and um, the future I was going towards, I was like, oh, that doesn't look like that much fun. You know, like, <laughs> I think a lot of people can relate to that. Like you're, mm -hmm. you're a few years into your career or maybe, maybe a lot more. Um, and you're like, oh, oh, this isn't quite what I thought it was going to be, you know? Um, yeah, so I, I felt that. And for, for me as an architect, I, um, it's, it's so ingrained in like your identity because you spend... Mm -hmm. Um, so much time like I think we do like two years of education and um, and spend so much money and time and, and your identity is really wrapped up in this thing like I am an architect and then um, such a break from that was really quite intense for me um, but for me anyway it got to a point where um, although quitting that job and and doing something else was going to be seen by everybody around me as absolutely crazy um, and it was going to be really hard, and I knew that um, staying in the place where I was and feeling like my soul was dying, it sounds dramatic, but that's really how it felt, yep. like that was harder. That became harder than um, making some shifts. And so at that time, I started just looking at other options, and then we connected through that Facebook group of other, like, you know, aspiring entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I, I took about, I'd say a year and a half to really like, I, was, I started working with a life coach. I started saving up money, trying to figure out what I wanted to do next. Um, and then took the jump and quit and <laughs> sold all my belongings, let go of my apartment, um, everything that I owned at that point. I think I shipped like one, like or no, two boxes of stuff back to my parents of like memorabilia and things. But other than that, it was like a suitcase. A carry-on suitcase and um so yeah and left i went to korea i, I traveled around um, and lived in southeast asia nepal for about a year and a half then i came to south america i was here all last year um, and then came back again visited my family came back again um, and now i've been in peru for about nine months or so actually longer than that it's been about 10 months now i've weathered the covid storm here and everything mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and in that time, uh, 
launched one business, realized again, oh, that's not quite what I want to do, shifted, and have now been coaching clients for quite a while. So, yeah. Fabulous. So, I mean, there's there's so many pieces to that. Like, oh, and then how'd you do that? And what what happened here? But yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm an open book. Ask anything. I'm. I wanted to touch on. the idea, you know, everybody's going to think I'm crazy. I think because so many of us, especially good girls, we're very, we're, you know, we're doing what we're supposed to do. And we look around and we feel kind of responsible for kind of for like the, for other people in a way, but really like attached to how people see us, because that's where we often felt value, worth and, and validation. And at the idea that people you care about are going to turn to you and go, what are you doing? And then having to field that. Um, I remember, you know, I, I wrote a post and, and, and it was like, okay, so you faced your fears. Now you got to face everybody else's, um, which is a whole other thing because you don't control that. So tell me a little bit about that experience, because not only did you say, I'm going to just quit my job and do some stuff. I'm like, I'm going to leave the country. See ya. Um, and that in of itself, as a young woman, I can almost guarantee that there was some grownups in your life going, um, you can't do that. You can't be over there. Bad things will happen. So, so what, how did you maneuver through that, um, mentally, physically, emotionally, what, how did you sort of stay con- connected to your conviction? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think, I think that last piece that you, that you mentioned was kind of the first piece for me, which was like developing that like real solid self-trust and making the decision to follow and listen to my intuition, um, regardless of what other people told me that there are people in my life that I love and I absolutely like consider their, their advice. You know, it's really important to me. Um, but (laughs) I guess when you get to, when you get to that point where, um, where you've neglected, maybe like neglected your intuition for so long that like you can't, you can just no longer not listen to it. Like it's just like they're knocking on the door, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and so I just, I decided like, and, and I remember actually like sitting in a park and deciding this, that like that's what I was gonna listen to above all else. And so that decision and then sticking with that decision has really shaped, you know, my life since then um, and just, like knowing that, like, I just knew people were going to have all different kinds of reactions. And I was like, no matter what, like, this is what I'm going to stick to. Um, And I started a journaling practice. Like I would journal every single day, every single morning, check in with myself. I think that's always helped me stay like really, really grounded, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And I also started just kind of noticing in my body, like where I felt things. So um, like, does this thing feel expansive? Does it feel constrictive? You know, like starting to get a bit more, um, in touch with how my body felt about things. Um, that was another good indicator of my intuition. Um, but it's, it's interesting. So once I started telling people, like, so I would say there was about six months there where I was just building my own conviction, building, building my own confidence before I even like mentioned this to anybody except for my like closest, closest friends. So speaking first to people who you know are going to support you and have your back, I think is so important, right? And then (laughs) once you really have that solid foundation, like going out and speaking to other people, and I got, I got a couple of different reactions. One was, oh my God, I can't believe this. Like people so surprised. They thought I was going to be at that firm for the rest of my life, you know? Um, Like, (laughs) like, Like most people don't like 
like get a job at one of the top architecture firms, get promoted and then like peace out, you know? So like a lot of people were like, what? Um, and then another, another reaction that I got was, um, oh my God, I've always wanted to do that. And then, then they were like, but, and then they would start giving excuses. Um, I also found that if I tried to help them with their excuses at that time, it wasn't helpful. They just, they were in it and that's, that's where they were and that's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so I got those two excuses. Nobody was like, you shouldn't do that. Like nobody said that um, in part because the way I approached this was, I'm just going to go travel for about four or six months and then I'm going to come back. In my mind, I was really like, pretty sure that wasn't going to happen. Um, but I think like introducing people to um, this new lifestyle of mine, like a bit more gradually was, was helpful as well, especially for, you know, like your parents and people who really worry about your well-being. Um, for them to be like, guys, I'm just going to leave and I'm going to try work online. We'll see how it goes. Like that would have been a little more. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I don't think that I would have taken that quite as well as, as like the, um, yeah, the, the other, the other steps, but, but really a lot of people were really excited for me. Um, and it didn't get as much pushback as I was expecting. So, you know, sometimes we build up these fears and these worries in our mind, but really the outcome, like our mind, our mind is worse than like the reality. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but yeah. that tends to be, um, what happens to me. So, yeah. <laughs> That is fascinating. And I'm actually not surprised when you, when you lay it out like that. I'm like, yeah. And, and great instinct to frame it up the way you wanted them to receive it. I mean, that's brilliant. And, you know, and it's, I think about, the, yes, we can come out and go, I'm doing this and I don't care what anybody thinks and screw you and blah, blah, blah. And that's part of our, you know, knee jerk is like, I'm just going to do it. It doesn't matter what other people say, what other people say. But I think in the, to honor other people where they are with, without mm-hmm. um, feeling the responsibility of having to change who they are, like you had said, trying to, um, you know, walk someone through what they're presenting as potential excuses. If they're in it, if that's the story, then it, that's not, it's not our responsibility to change that. Like that's where yes. you are. And that's, that's great. Um, so to be able to like honor them, you love them, you care about them and you, and as a result, you have no desire to change who they are and, and you want to continue to maintain this, this beautiful relationship. Well, well, well played my friend, <laughs> beautifully done. And, and, and just to think about how that may manifest for other people as well, you know, it's not about, it's not lying. It's not about, you know, not being yourself or not being authentic. It's, I think it's more, it's almost above that. It's saying, this is what I'm honoring within. And I'm, I'm now sort of shifting my own model of the world so that I can be open and, and truly compassionate to where you are so that we could move beyond this and, and not have to run into a fear-based fight. Um, or 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 misunderstanding or something of that nature. So yeah, brilliant. absolutely. And like, and I feel like that that comes that perspective comes only from from really being secure in yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Like being so secure in yourself that you don't need to argue your point with anybody. You don't need them to accept you. You know, um, you because you've accepted yourself, and then you've also accepted that not everybody needs to live the same way that you do. You know, like that's if people want to stay in that corporate career and and that's their trajectory that's awesome. You know, sometimes I almost sometimes wish that I like would have been content just doing that. Cause that would have been a lot easier, but, 
<laughs> but um, but yeah, if that's their that's their choice, that's fine, you know. And, and to be like compassionate and and have um, a, an open mind about that. There are just so many different ways to live. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and, and none right or wrong. No. And there's and it's the whole idea. There's something for everybody. If we were in mm-hmm. the same way, if we were all doing corporate, life would be boring. If we were all traveling the world, bumping into each other. Then there's really there's not enough. Um, variety in the world and to maybe be a little bit basic but it made me think about when I left my good on paper job um there was lots of feelings inside of that and I remember leaving going the woman who's replacing me is great and I I think she's awesome you know I'd worked with her before and I thought you know what there's nothing wrong with the job it's a great job Mm -hmm. it's just not my job yeah cool so yay Tammy is her name have at her and live the crap out of it like just love and do and be and and make this your own um because I think you know initially we start to push against the external stuff like the job maybe some people or some environments and we go oh this is wrong this is wrong and then when you get to that acceptance space I I think there's that moment where it's like everything's just is and I'm need to focus on what actually makes me happy, which just happens to not be this today. It maybe mm-hmm. was for 10, 15 years and then no, not anymore. And, and those types of shifts or, or changes of mind, totally allowed and okay. And I, you had touched on something that I know for so many people, me included, like if you spend so much time, money and energy on something, that whole idea of sunk costs, like, well, I can't turn back now not only would, what would people think, but like, but I've put in so much already. This must be the thing. And, and I think that for me, that thinking, that initial thinking, or if it is brought in by anybody else, it's a very, um, you know, resources are limited kind of thought process where it looks at everything you've done as if it's negated because you changed your mind. When, Mm -hmm your education, your experience, your connections, the things that you lived through as a a student, an academic, and then a professional, those are all things you bring with you into the next thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So that being said, tell me a little bit about how you forayed from, you know, high-level professional, nomad, and then online business owner. So because I'm, my feeling is your online business it, 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 I'm sure it started to transpire because you had that background, you have this knowledge, um, but how did it actually play out? Because I know you said that you started one thing and shifted gears and did something else. I'm very curious mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, so yeah, so trained architect, um, my specialty was sustainable design and architecture. So environmentally friendly buildings, things like that. Um, and, uh, and then I also, I mean, I love art. I love art history. So that of course plays into like where I travel. I visited like, I don't even know how many like beautiful Incan archeological sites in the last few months, right? <laughs> Here. And if anybody um, wants to know, just go to her Instagram feed and you can see every single one. It's brilliant. Yes, yes. <laughs> if you like really cool rocks, then my Instagram is perfect. No, 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 I share more than that, but. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> For architecture nerds though, yes, it's a, it's a great page. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so so my first thought when I was quitting architecture, and honestly, I I quit not knowing what was next because I I had tried for 
I'd say about a year and a half at that point to, to be like, okay, what's next? What's next? And, and I, I eventually realized that like, I, I wasn't sure. And I just didn't have the time and the mental space. Like I didn't have the capacity while still working at that job and in that environment to make the decision about what's next. I needed to decompress for a while. And so I saved up um, some money so that I could do that. Um, but in the back of my head, I had always wanted to be a freelance illustrator, graphic designer. And so that was the business that I ended up launching. Um, and it was really fun for a while. I, um, and, and it became a successful business. It was supporting me. It was great. But um, I, I then realized, though, that um, art, art provides me a lot of joy. I love art. I'm an artist at heart. And monetizing that and working for clients and compromising my vision um, was taking a lot of the um, joy out of it for me. Mm. And so, and I had just kind of like stopped making my own personal art, you know, because I'm doing it for other people all the time. And so, and I also felt like, I felt like I wasn't helping the world through my work in like a deep enough way too. Like, um, yeah, so there, there were a couple of different things, a couple of different reasons why um, I realized that this wasn't exactly what, what was right for me. And I started looking around for like what else I might do. And that was honestly like almost, almost more difficult than like the first career switch because I was like, dang it. Like I, I did through this before. I was following my intuition. I came out to this thing and that's not what I wanted. But I'm so glad that I did that, that I had that business, that I took that step because it really... I mean, without that, I wouldn't be where I am today. I'd always be wondering, oh, should I be a freelance illustrator, graphic designer? You know, like sometimes we have to take action in order to gain the clarity of what's next, right? And so that's, that's what that was. And it was a great step for me. And again, I worked with some awesome clients. I, it was really fun. Um, but then, so I start looking again, like, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? And um, I had had so many people in my life tell me you should be a life coach. And I was like, that's not a real career. I can't get a degree in that. You know, like that was my initial thought. Cause like here I come coming from a very academic background. Right. And even like the graphic design was very much related to what I had learned. Cause we learn all of these programs when we're doing renderings and designing buildings, you know, it was very much connected to architecture. Life coaching, however, at first I thought was very disconnected from everything I'd done before. And so I came up against that block that you were talking about of the sunk costs, right? Of, mm -hmm. of this isn't even related. Um, but then as I start to look into what a life coach is more and I study that and really do my due diligence there, I, I'd realize A, exactly what I want to do. B, like <laughs> totally aligns with my like self-development junkie side. Um, C, it's like, I had, I had been mentoring like young professionals in my architecture career um, and on the spiritual level too at a church that I, that I used to be a part of for years, years and years. I actually had quite a bit of experience um, in like coaching and mentoring. And so I began to, once I opened my eyes a bit and got over the, the block of like, this isn't a real thing, you can't get a degree in it or whatever. Um, <laughs> I started to see- I, I like, love that belief, by the way. I'm like, because I'm like, I had yeah. a long time held onto it. Like, it's not real. I didn't even call myself a life coach for a year because I was like, mm -hmm. can't see that because that's not a thing. It's not a mm -hmm. thing. And, and if, if it is a thing, it's not, that, it's not like my thing. So I'm with you. Like- not degreeable. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, 
but but I so then so then I was like okay so then my like academic brain's like I need the best possible training and I joined this amazing like 12 month life coach training course and it was awesome and then I did this other certification like specifically around confidence coaching I'm also like almost a certified Ayurvedic wellness coach so like I went for all the training, which is awesome too. Like I love all the training and I've, I've learned so much through all of that. But then also I was able to link my personal experience uh, from before. So, and bring in like my, um, my, my study of sustainability and my love of like the sustainable lifestyle. Cause now I work with, you know, eco-conscious people um, and help them develop confidence. And so it just, it's like, like, we try something, if, if, if it works or if it doesn't work, whatever, like we learn from it, you know, it just doesn't matter and we shift. And so and we just keep shifting, shifting, shifting to align like more and more and more with our soul and our life purpose. And uh, so I don't see anything that I did, whether it's like, you know, the tens of thousands of dollars that I invested in architecture school or the time I spent in New York or my illustration business, like all of these have just been stepping stones, you know, um, that have helped me to like, further and further and further align. And I don't think of any of them as mistakes or failures um, because they've gotten me to where I am today. And now I'm like, you know, living, living my digital nomad dream, you know? So, um, so yeah, it's all good. Oh, that speaks to me, holy moly, on so many levels. The, um, I love that perspective of, you know, shift, align, shift, align, shift, align. And especially, you know, this year uh, in particular, um, that a lot of people are being sort of uh, pushed, uh, maybe hopefully lovingly, uh, to make decisions out of um, that pressure to be more of yourself, as opposed to this whole idea that's really the social norm of being more than yourself which is a huge, huge burden for so many women who are multi-role, multifaceted, you know, feeling really responsible. And so I love how you had taken on each endeavor um, wholeheartedly and fully and embraced it in a way that felt right for you. And then were able to just kind of release it to move to the next thing. I, that is a, that is a, a gift and, and uh, something that for so many of us, it's something we can practice in even in the, the small pieces of our day. It doesn't have to be like career leaving leaps. It can be the practice of releasing breath, of releasing through movement. And I know how um, connected you are to your practices. So I'm, I'm also very interested in hearing about how those evolved from the New York days where I'm guessing the speed was like lightning compared to, um, not that it's slower, but it's a more grounded pace that you're, that you're living in. So tell me about that sort of inner journey as you were doing this external journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, I think for me, it like, it always comes back to journaling, honestly. Like that's been my, my one thing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just love, I just love connecting with myself through writing. And the way that I think about it, um, is that our minds can be so cyclical, you know, around and around and around. And um, I don't remember the exact statistic, but we think the same thought over and over, right? Every day. Um, I think it's 70,000 thoughts and 90% of them are repeated. Yeah. Yeah. Something like right? that. <laughs> something like that. Like, it's just crazy. And so when I can, when I write, 
um, I'm not going to write the same thing over and over. Like, like it already got on paper, you know what I mean? So it becomes much more linear for me. So, so yeah, journaling has been a huge thing for me. Um, that's been kind of my, my touch point and the thing that's remained the same, but I'll say like over, over this like crazy journey and all these different like phases of life that I've been through. One of the key things that I've realized is that my morning routine, my evening routines, these grounding practices that I do need to evolve the same way that I do. Cause I used to think that there was like, okay, I need to do yoga, meditation, journaling, visualization, da, 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 da. you know, like I had this list of things that I needed to do every day in order to stay grounded. And then like that, that doesn't feel good. Right. That becomes almost as like static and unhelpful as like the very structured corporate lifestyle that wasn't working for me, you know? (laughs) So, so like we get, we can, we can implement these structures where it's just not necessary, you know, where it's just not helpful. And so allowing my, my routines to evolve and change and also like be okay if I miss journaling for a day, like don't beat myself up about it, you know? Um, And letting that evolve with me has been really, really helpful. That is so brilliant. So brilliant. And I, I was, I feel like, you know, the universe brings thoughts together, even literally across hundreds of thousands of miles. Um, Because I was Mm -hmm. just talking to somebody about not to doing your self care, like not that, that the practices that you're using as to build the foundation of yourself, not the goal setting stuff, not the, the outward action, but the, the pieces that are building you from within, mm-hmm. if you to do those, like they get on a list and you have to check that box every day, it, it, you're externalizing this really um, beautiful internal piece and, and allowing that flexibility of today I journal, tomorrow I meditate, maybe I walk yeah. and do the thing. Um, it, for me, it's connected to the greater piece like the why, like why ground? So um, mm-hmm. the, did you feel that, that it, once you let go of the have to, you, cause somebody, it was on a list, it was in a book, it told me I should do these things. When did you make that connection to um, a get to? Hmm. Good question. Um, well, I will say that when I was um, still living in New York, I, I had I had this epiphany, which now I see was like, like, whoa, younger Eva, well done. Um, but I realized like, if I can't be happy here, I can't be happy anywhere. Like, like changing my environment is not gonna improve things. You know what I mean? Like, like it was inner work, like you said, right? So, um, so yeah, I think I, I made the shift into um, like, instead of adding more things to my do list, to-do list, like, these are things that I get to do, and they're nourishing me, and they're actually making me happy, and then I saw that play out of my life, like, I was still in technically the same external situation, right, I'm still working at this job, I'm still surrounded by um, the same the same people, you know, all, the, all these different things, but I was so much happier in my life, and I hadn't even, like, made the big external shift yet, you know, um, because I started bringing in um, like some art into my daily life and um, more time and nature into my life and, and these little things and, and where I could have seen like, oh, oh my gosh, okay, like I don't have time to draw today. Um, I need to stay at work later or whatever, you know, I, I could have definitely done that. And I did that for years. Um, 
but yeah, shifting into that mindset of like, no, like, like this is something that I get to do and like, I'm going to make time for myself. And then that, that made my work life so much better, you know? Absolutely. Would you, I mean, as a, like journaling, you're my spirit animal there. Like that, I, that's, <laughs> that's my thing. And I, anybody in my world knows that I'm like, so do you, do you journal? Because I'm, let's work on that. That's like mm-hmm. step one. Um, yep. <laughs> Would you say that that the release of the spin, right? So the spin and then your, the capacity to create sort of a linear thought process and, and then mm-hmm. release through the pen. Um, is that where you then observed the impact of this, these practices? Um, and, and <laughs> was it kind of like, whoa, because I know for me, when I started to see things on the page, I'm like, whoa, like, I didn't know that was happening. And then, and then I'm like, I kind of want more of that all the time. It's very, it's, it's very powerful draw compared to the, I don't want this. I don't want this. I want all this. So did you have a similar experience of, of like this, like moment of, yeah, I need more of this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, um, I think too, like, when, when you, you know, you get more linear about it, like it allows you to progress, right? So you can like, instead of going like in circles, you can take stock of like, oh, wow, look how far I've come. Look what I've done, you know, and look how I'm feeling. And then, okay, so what's next? You know, like what's, what's the next step in this? Um, so yeah, yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. Brilliant. So <laughs> tell me how have you, because through your coaching practice, uh, I know working with, um, individuals who are uh, eco-conscious and, and working towards sustainable life for, the entire, for all of us. So thank you, by the way. Um, how do you incorporate some of that, uh, your, what you do into that world? Uh, because I mean, I have been able to see and experience some of the, the, the pieces that you share. Um, mm-hmm. But tell us more about that, about how you show up for your clients through these, this lens of, of Eva. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, uh, like, like I mentioned, I don't regret any of the life experiences that I've had because they've been so varied and therefore I can relate to a lot of different people and like the, you know, where they're at. And so that's been a real, real gift for me, you know, um, and I think a real gift for my clients. Um, and then, yeah, when it comes to like how I relate all of this stuff together. So the, like we can, we can really equate, like say the, the burnout from like that I experienced when I was like living in um, my corporate lifestyle, high paced New York, you know, um, I've also experienced, I've experienced burnt out so many times. This is a lesson that I just keep on living. You know? um, it but, makes us, it gives us expertise. That's, I'm like, yes, yes my exactly, four massive exactly. breakdowns, totally valuable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And and when you think about like, like people who are eco-conscious or socially conscious, especially, I mean, let's just think about like the last year, you know, like so much stuff is going on in our world um, politically with climate change, all of these things. And like that can burn a person out or get a person very discouraged or they can lack motivation um, or just hopeless, you know, because of everything that we see in the news all of the time. And so, and I've, I've been there too, multiple times. Um, and so like, yeah, all of the tools, the developing like the inner guidance system, the the journaling practice, the taking care of yourself as you're going out and trying to create change in the world, um, all of that is 
so important if you want to sustain, like using sustainable in a different sense here, right? If you want right. to sustain that lifestyle or like make you the way that you um, are showing up in the world and um, creating change in the world sustainable, you know, right. otherwise you can do what I did back in my twenties, which is like, I'm so involved, crash. I'm so involved. <laughs> this is so important. Crash, you know? And like, I did that a lot of times. <laughs> and so it's like, I can, I can use what, um, now I approach life very differently. Um, although I still, I can still struggle with, you know, getting too busy and overwhelming myself. It's just my personality. Um, but I come at it very consciously, very differently now. Um, and I'm able to help my clients do the same. Awesome. And I can appreciate the difference between being um, busy putting out and busy bringing in. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of being busy and, and being active and having things on the go. And you know, same thing, like, how is it that you can sustain that? It's that knowing that whatever I'm choosing to put my energy into, it's not depleting me. And some of it, it takes some out, but there's a lot more in. So the projects that I'm working on, do they take time? Yes. And then they fill me up, right? So it's less like work and more just like breathing. Yeah. And, and so am I busy? Sure. Will my kids tell you I'm on my computer a lot? Oh yeah. Um, and yet at the end of the day, I'm like, whew, good. Like everything's great. Um, so I can appreciate how important that is. And I love this, I love this, this visual in my mind of, building a sustainable life so that you can encourage others to live sustainably. Mm -hmm. And, and so for the, the people, the clients that you serve, you know, not only are you helping them do what they want to do, but you're helping them be who they want to be. And, and I think yeah. that's just brilliant. And I, I think that part comes first, right? That like truly embodying who you want to be, you know, like, so I, I call myself a confidence coach um, specifically because I, I really believe that like, right, that, that confidence in your intuition, you know, mm -hmm. that guiding light, like you can study all the practices in the world. You know, I, I know like 50 types of meditation alone, right? But like, if you don't have that inner guidance system telling you and, and helping you discern what's right and wrong for you, if, if you don't have confidence in that, and then, and then that allows you to develop confidence and confidence in, in other areas of your life. Like, it's just really not sustainable. You're going to be um, more in the sway of the opinions of others. And you're going to find yourself right back in that. Um, oh, shoot. Wait, that wake up moment. Oh, my gosh. I, this, this isn't what I want to do. Wait, what happened? You know? And so, yeah, yeah. Becoming the person that you want to be, like, like that piece of it, embodying mm. that. Um, and I know you and I both love like embodiment work um, and, and getting that involved um, is I think like the first step. And that's what I work on my client with my clients on first. Yeah. Um, and then we, we move into like the goals and the change making and all of that, because without, um, without that first uh, inner work piece and embodiment piece, um, it's that stuff. It's just going to come back up later in life and right. it's going to be harder to deal with later than it is now, you know? So yeah, absolutely. That sustainable component. And, and like you said, it, when this is solid, that the actions that you choose are aligned and you, yeah, exactly. and, you may, and you may not even recognize them as a choice, 
whereas in the past you'd be like, oh, do I do this or do this? I don't, I don't know. How do I, what's my marker? What's my measure? Who am I going to ask? Where, what opinion should I gather in order to make this decision? But when you are that embodiment piece, the, the, it's not, it, it can involve a logical decision-making process, but it's so felt that you just, it just is. And, and I can, I think about different experiences in my life, you know, different projects or, or different um, leaps that I took didn't even occur to me that they won't work. It didn't even occur. Like I, I, that the event that I launched the first time I spent four solid months, just completely committed to it. And it never occurred to me that it, it wouldn't happen in, in exactly the way that I envisioned it. It was just, it just was. And I, I think back to that and I, I love that I had that experience that was so um, kind of pivotal. Like I, it's something I can, I, can recognize it was four months of my life and it was a big thing and it still exists because I can always go back to that and go, it doesn't feel like that. Like if I don't have that, then I need to do a little bit more work here. Right. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm, if I'm struggling to make decisions, if I feel like I don't, if I'm feeling overwhelmed by information and I can't find my way through it, then I, that's the, the, the foundation work needs to be reassessed. That grounding piece, like connecting back to nature, doing the journaling, uh, meditation, mantra, yoga, pick a thing, do it when it feels right. But that's the work, not learn more, go get another degree. Cause that's um, so many women, me included, when I felt really out of place, like something was wrong, I need to do something I'm like, well, I should probably go to school and they'll tell me what I do. Like, mm, I'll learn yeah. something and then I'll have a new job because I will have, <laughs> yeah. I will have a new piece of paper. And yet the learning is here. And it has mm-hmm. to be here first. So thank you. Thank you for being that light for so many, me included, and for being here and sharing this, this your journey and how powerful um, it has been for you to just go inward and, and listen to that guiding light. So that's awesome. Now, I'm excited and I'm interested and... Um, what would you say to you when you were in that space? So there you are doing the thing, coming out of school, being the, the woman, um, yet the, the, the thoughts are starting to show up that, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I'm not sure this, this isn't what I signed up for. This isn't what I'd planned. Um, and although, you know, I would imagine no one could have told you what to do at any point in your life as a strong, powerful woman, but what would you sh- say to someone who's sort of in that space, piece of wisdom that you would have wanted to know? Sure. Um, the first thing that's, that's just coming to me is you're not wrong. Like, mm-hmm. so <laughs> like that inner voice that, that is telling you these things, while it might not seem totally logical right now, it's, it's pointing you in the right direction. You know, um, I wish that I had started listening to it quite a bit earlier than I did I could have saved myself some time um so yeah you're not wrong I the other thing that came to mind was just like have compassion on yourself um I think we I I know for me anyway I was like why haven't I made this change yet you know like I, I could I got a little bit down on myself for not moving faster or for not being able to figure out this the next steps sooner you know um but just 
yeah, <laughs> like get, have, have compassion on yourself. Be kind to yourself. It's this life is hard. Like it, like it, it's a hard journey, you know, like, like figuring all of this out can be difficult. Um, and then the other thing that just popped into my mind was um, that we're always in process. So I, I never want to give the impression that my life is like totally perfect now, you know, like we all have our struggles, no matter where we are in our journey, you know, it's, it's all process. There's always a next goal after you've achieved that one that you just achieved, you know, there's always a next leveling up. And so I don't say that to depress anybody. I say that to, um, to just maybe shift the perspective a bit so that you can like live the life that you want now. So like I mentioned, like bringing joy and fun things into your life right now, maybe before you've even made this big shift, you know, um, and working on allowing yourself to be happy now. Um, and it's, it's cliche, but I'll say it, enjoying the process, you know? Yeah, that is brilliant. So thank you so much. It is so true that, and it does take a little bit of the, the ah, out of it when it's like, okay, well, I'm going to say yes to it knowing that it's not, this isn't my forever. It's, and whatever I get from it will help with the next thing, whatever that is. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And you can always shift, right? Like you can always shift, like you can make an aligned decision that that feels good to you right now. And then you, you get a little bit down the road and you're like, Oh, not quite. And you shift, you know what I mean? Uh, I've done that so many times. It's not flaky. No, it's not flaky. It's just further aligning, further evolving, further growing into the person that you're, that you're, you know, able to be. So brilliant. Thank you so much, my friend. And I look forward to um, watching more of what you're doing, of learning more about how you are showing up in the world and, and really helping us all to get a little bit more grounded. Right back at you. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. This was such a wonderful discussion. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Have a great day. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show. Join Dion again next week to learn more about what you can do to go from hot mess to awesomeness.